Koi CBD has been a leader in the hemp wellness space since their start in 2015. The company is family-owned and community-focused. They have an expansive product range, including broad and full-spectrum CBD products and more, in tinctures, gummies, vapes, topicals, and even CBD for pets. All of their products are third-party tested by accredited laboratories to ensure potency and purity, and lab results are posted online for consumers to access. They have over 11,000 positive reviews posted on their website. Koi products are offered at thousands of retail locations nationwide. They offer discount programs through their website for veterans, as well as a Koi Rewards loyalty program to earn discounts and a subscribe and save service. So go to KoiCBD.com, that's K-O-I-C-B-D.com, and enter discount code NOEL, N-O-W-E-L-L, for 20% off a single order through the end of January 2022. Thank you so much for your support. Hey guys, this is Jason DeVore with Authority Zero, and you're listening to Bradley's House Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. Come on in, make yourself at home, as you should when you're a guest in Bradley's house. I'm your co-host, Jared Orr. She is the person I want to be like when I grow up. And our host, <laughs> the executive director of the Knoll Family Foundation, Ms. Kelly Knoll. Kelly, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. Thank you, Jared. How are you? Uh, I don't know, Kelly. We're getting ready to record another episode of Bradley's House, which is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, I have. Uh, I've plucked all of my kids' good Halloween candy, leaving them with nothing but Whoppers, Milk Duds, and Sugar Daddies. And the Brilliant. fucking McRib is back. So you tell me, <laughs> how do you think I'm doing? You're I'm, doing fabulous, I'm sure. I couldn't be any better right now, <laughs> and uh, and I am super excited. Um, to have a, another episode of Bradley's House to get out and to have another awesome guest. And Kelly, I'll tell you, we were talking a little bit actually before we hit the record button. I'm a huge music fan. I know you're a huge music fan. Um, but my music, I'm not like, I've never been that diverse. I've kind of been stuck in my ways. Like, I know what I'm going to listen to today. Like, it's going to be 40 Ounces to Freedom, Tupac, Are You Still Down, and a 1972 live Grateful Dead show that goes on for five hours. Okay, um, very diverse. Been, yeah, so diverse, but I, I guess I haven't spent a lot of time digging into a lot of the bands from the genres that I enjoy. And that's something that this podcast has really kind of forced me to do. Now, a lot of the artists that we have on, I'm familiar with because they make their way into your into your rotation, whether it's on Spotify or YouTube, uh, because they're from the genre that you like. But I've never really taken time to dig into them. And this podcast has caused me to do that. And today we have a, another uh, band that I've been familiar with for quite a few years, but really dug into them uh, when we started doing this podcast, because of course they're featured on the compilation album, The House That Bradley Built, available at law-records.com with all proceeds going to the Noel Family Foundation in hopes to get Bradley's house up and open. Um, so <laughs> All in one breath. That was good. 
Yeah, just a fun little plug there, right? <laughs> it's our show. We'll do it whenever we want. Um, true. By the way, speaking of doing it whenever we want, you mentioned rating your kids' Halloween candy stash, but I'm pretty sure this episode isn't going to air for a month or two. So yeah, I just figured a- I'd explain the confusion there. <laughs> That's okay. Um, and honestly, a month or two from now, I'm still going to have a good, a good portion of that stash. So it's, I, I did very well and, uh, and they did okay. So, uh, the dad tax was strong this year. The there, dad tax. There oh wasn't a lot God. of trick or treaters. So people were just like, here, take half my bucket, have it. Wow. Like, there's, there's nobody coming around. And my kids are just like lugging, uh, they're lugging pillowcases down the street. And they're like, <laughs> Dad, my legs are tired. And I'm like, well, guess what? There's no free candy tomorrow. So get to the next door. Let's go. <laughs> this is, you get one, one shot at this. It's one oh. night. So, um, oh, gosh. without any further ado, <laughs> there's been a lot of ado tonight. <laughs> a lot, a lot of ado. Without any further ado, who is our house guest this week? Well, I have to say, first of all, that. I think it's great that doing this podcast has has enabled you to broaden your musical horizons. And I hope it does that for a lot of people, just like the compilation album did. I heard from so many people that there were artists on there that they'd never heard and it, you know, allowed them to check out their music and and really get into it. So hopefully this does that as well. But I have to say I'm really spoiled because so many of the artists on the compilation and therefore on the podcast are artists that I've listened to for 10 years or more that I love, that my kids have grown up listening to, that are played all the time in our household. And today's artist is no exception. I am a big fan of Tomorrow's Bad Seeds, and we're super fortunate to have lead singer Moy Juarez with us today. Moy, thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, how are you guys doing? Fabulous. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, Jared, you are a stellar personality my friend i was enjoying everything that i heard and i'm gonna steal some of that stuff like the dad tax that is now part of my life now i'm gonna dad tax all my kids dude that's where it's at now i don't know if you should take parenting tips from jared i I don't know i think jared you sound like you're awesome and i want to hang out with you and have a beer bro well we're gonna make that happen sometime for for sure um yeah it's it's it's, dad tax listen that halloween costume was 52 dollars. right so there's there's like some serious oh 52 dollars, and it took four double a batteries so you start adding these things up and yeah, you got to pay off that's a lot of snickers and a lot of butterfinger you got to pay off so yeah um it's uh that's that's how it goes man but uh it, speaking it's, uh, of kids sounds like yeah. you've got one there in the background <laughs> Which one is that, Moy? Uh, that's Zion, my littlest one, the three-year-old. Oh, oh fun. How many yeah. kids do you have? I have two. I have three. I have a stepdaughter. She's 11. I have uh-huh. a six-year-old boy named Caden. And the 11-year-old, is, is, her name is Winter. And the, oh. the, the six-year-old is telling me that he's done in the shower. So he's trying to get me to get him. But, uh, and then Zion's three. Oh, fun. Boy, you got your hands full. Yeah, we do. But it's fun. I, couldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want it any other way, you know? Absolutely. I love no, the this step, life. The stepdaughter, that, that's actually pretty awesome. I, I have a, a stepdaughter as well. And um, here's the beauty about stepkids, Moy, right? Is that like, if she ends up like curing cancer, right? You're in the front row at that, at that ceremony. You're clapping your hands. You're saying, that's my girl, right? But yeah. like- but like, if they end up like, you know, going on trial for murder, you're like, you know what? I just got there six months too late. If I had gotten there, 
six months sooner, I might have been able. But this isn't on me. I was. Oh I, I got in the game too late, and uh, and I, I wish her. I wish her the best. <laughs> She's awesome. That's She's great. And I'm shocked that you don't have a parenting tips podcast, Jarrett. I'm really you should. You're a funny guy, Jarrett. I like it. <laughs> See your notes, parenting tips, podcast. Okay, yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll put it down. Well, you know, interestingly enough, that you mentioned hanging out with Jarrett because I actually just met him for the first time in October at Reggae Rise Up Vegas. We've been doing this podcast for almost a year, and he's in upstate New York. I'm in Southern California. <coughs> Anna, our producer, is in Canada. So last, oh, wow, uh, yeah. So in October was the first time I actually got to meet Jarrett face to face and hang out and he really is awesome and hysterical. That's nice. again, That's beautiful triangu- triangulation right there. Right? Yeah. yeah. We're we're super technologically advanced here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So okay, so you're in the Southern California South Bay, right? Yes. I live in Torrance currently now. Nice. And you guys started Tomorrow's Bad Seeds like twenty years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the idea got started in nineteen ninety-five as a graffiti crew in, in the South Bay that one of my best friends and my guitar my best friend Mets, the guitar player in my band too, that he was a part of, and I knew them too. And that's kind of why I wanted to run with the name and do something with it. But the actual ah. music started like in, in two thousand and then two thousand one was when we really started playing acoustic shows and then 2002 it kept going and then 2007 we started touring and the rest is you know history wow that's awesome so i've had yeah. a chance to meet mets a couple of times i met him once at sea legs a couple months ago and then i also got to see him at reggae rise at vegas very cool guy yeah he is really the brains behind it all i'm just the jester you know <laughs> just cut me the microphone and tell me that's what like saying. me on this podcast <laughs> that's awesome yeah. no wonder we, yeah we are gonna hit it off you know i'm like i know where i belong i know where i fit in where i fit in and, you know i'm accountable for what i can do but he's the he's uh, the the musical genius behind everything how did you and Mets meet um we had a mutual friend the same guy that was talking about the graffiti his name is omar sacker he owns a mm. company called civil clothing and we used to surf the break one read on the beach all the time and Mets and I were both going through breakups at the time and he brought a guitar out to the break wall and we literally used to hang out there when we were kids like for hours and just surf mm. and those waves or just chill and you know smoke one or whatever and uh he just uh started busting out and I'll be real like I had heard sublime songs when I was younger but I was a b-boy so I was more into like old school breaks and like yeah hip-hop and like Wu-Tang was out back then you know and I loved like Santeria and Date Rape and all the famous songs but I didn't really get into sublime till he played Date Rape for me on the wow. at the beach and I learned it without even hearing it on the record you know and then wow. that's kind of what really hooked me on sublime but I mean I, re- I already love sublime because I mean even though it's so cliche to say I love Santeria you know I love that song songs bitch and song nothing cliche about that i never get tired of hearing it yeah me neither it's like just got such a great melody everything about it's awesome and and uh, that was like you know i always knew that because i I would follow a lot of um straight edge punk bands when i was younger too because i went to maricosta and like that's like the home of like black flag and descendants and like deviates and pennywise and all that stuff so i grew up on a lot of punk but my mom's a soul singer and so when I heard, you know, Sublime on the radio for the first time, I was like, that's the kind of shit I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I want to do. Well, Combine them I both. I got to say, yeah. I got to say, you can feel it. it. 
I can never compare a band to Sublime, right? So yeah, of course not. Right off the bat, when somebody says to me, um, "Hey, man, you got to hear this band. They're a lot like Sublime." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no they're not. Um, but listening to your music releases the same kind of thing in my brain because you guys do such an amazing job at mixing so many genres um, in all of your songs, and like, you know. That's something that I think, well, that's something that I know I personally really enjoy when I'm listening to music is in one song, being able to feel two, three or four different types of genres and feels during one song. And, uh, you know, it's funny. You said like you're a huge uh, Wu-Tang fan and like hip hop. Obviously, you know, I grew up in Philadelphia. I was a huge hip hop fan, a huge Wu-Tang fan. Um, but you look at the things that even influence them, you know, like, uh, method man, which was one of their first, their first big singles, Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, when, when he did the song method, man, people asked him where the inspiration came from. Now here is a big, strong guy from the, the projects in in New York. And, you know, it's the, he steals the spelling, the M E T H O D that's from a Hall and Oates song method of love, which they spell out the, the words method of love. And he heard that, and that's where he got that from. Uh, and his hook is from the Beatles, Come Together. That is the inspiration from, I got the, it was just like, so to hear that like Wu-Tang, like, you know, how the fuck does Method Man come across Hollow Notes? Um, but you, you know, can... I'm going to listen to that again, like that in both now, because I never knew that, and that just blew my mind. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. So when I'm I'm listening to to you guys, I can feel all those. You can feel the real strong reggae rooted at, at times, and you can feel the the R and B. And you guys do such a, or, or excuse me, the hip hop especially. Um, and then you know, there's times where that ska kicks in almost. Um, and there's just uh, you guys do such a good job at hitting all of the feels. Uh, through your songs. And I think that that's something that's not easy to do. There's people that attempt to do it and it's, it feels forced, uh, but it feels natural with you guys. Yeah. I, that's what I wanted to do. Cause you know, I got a lot of that influence from sublime too, and just taking something that we love and paying homage to it. And, you know, not obviously, you know, re- recreating it cause it's already been done, but like, you know, taking the juice from it and squeezing the lemon a little harder and getting some more, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you guys, it's so, as you know, as we're looking at who the guests are going to be, and you know, we've been trying to get together with you for a little while. Your schedule's been crazy. Our schedule's been crazy. Um, you know, but I, I really dove deep into into your catalog and in, in the tomorrow bad tomorrow's bad seeds music, and it's. It, I was like, wow, you know, out of uh, out of a lot of the bands that are out there, they really nail this sound of all of these different mixes, and and it feels it feels natural. Um, and it, I like to it, call it, I like to call it punk Rasta vibes. Ooh. Awesome. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Very cool. I think uh, when I first discovered you guys, the early prayers album was really big. And that was <laughs> the one my kids and I got into uh, right at the start with lost and found vices, heartless. I think gunslinger was on that album too. Such yeah, yeah. good tracks. Just a lot of really solid, solid music, you know, not just then, but of course through the years. And um, 
So yeah, you guys have, have done an amazing job. And has it always been the same guys or have you had different guys in the band? We, we've changed up the first seven years. We're the same guys. And then we had a little hiccup with people on the road and they couldn't hang my old original bass player, which happened to be a uncle to Mets and our original drummer was Mets' cousin, Johnny. Oh, wow. Um, and just to throw the real story out there, I never really wanted Johnny to be the drummer. He kind of like just freaking made himself the drummer and then he did great and it was cool and it worked out well. But when we started like getting more notoriety and more pressure, both those guys couldn't handle it pretty much. Mm. You know, like, and it was a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs and like, it's just not, not my bass player, but you know, the other guy is yeah. they just couldn't handle on the road and it was just, it was difficult. So we had to make a switch there. And then we had a solid lineup after that with our new bass player, Andre, they used to play in third alley, you know, who third alley is. Yes, I did. And um, like he played in third alley and he, they went on tour with us at the same time. Our bass player, he was a little older. Like I said, he was an uncle by marriage to those other guys in the band. And uh-huh. he realized he didn't want to tour because he was he had a longshoreman job too, so he wanted to make money, oh, and we yeah. wanted to get on the road, you know. And Sally Knobs was our our manager at the time, and she got us on the road oh. with Josh Fischel on our first time. Nice. It was us, Josh Fischel. Check this out: it was us opening full band the way that we are. Uh, then it was Third Third Alley opening after that, with which Dre, our old bass player, was in that band at the time. He wasn't with us yet. And then Josh Fischel closing out every night acoustic. It was rad. Oh wow. <laughs> And that's so, awesome. uh, and so that's how Dre got in the band. Cause it was this quick turnover. And then our drummer made a couple of really dumb decisions. Like he got us really in trouble at a couple of clubs, like by giving underage girls drinks. Oops. And so, yeah. And so we kind of, after that, we like, we just couldn't have that kind of liability. And, you know, Dre introduced us to a really good, uh, drummer named Pat who's with us now. And that was the lineup up until 2012. And then 2012, things fell apart because of some crazy shit that we can get into if you guys are down because I'm not scared. But um, <laughs> my, uh, my old guitar player, Sean, his dad got into some crazy lawsuit stuff and he was lying to us saying that he, like, we, I don't know if you, if you remember when we went from Bad Seeds to a, a, a project called Life. No. But we, we, yeah, we started another project called Life, L-I-F-E. And it was because we met somebody on Warp Tour and they said they love our sound, they love our look, blah, 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 but the name's too close to Nick Cave and all this sort of shit. And we're like, oh, whatever. Mm. So, you know, we listened to them and we decided to go a different route. But it was really in conjunction with my guitar player, Sean Chapman's dad, Greg Chapman. He was embezzling money from all these people in the South Bay area. Oh, and he no. stole $11 million. Oh, my gosh. Find, I, didn't, I didn't find this out till two years ago. Because that's when everything kind of dissolved. And then he was the money at the time and we didn't have any control. Like I still don't have control of my first three records. I'm trying to, oh, uh, no. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find my old guitar player and subpoena him because his dad's in prison for 30 years right now. Whoa. For, for embezzling from people of uh, $11 million, him and two other guys ran a Ponzi scheme on oh, older man. people and took their, yeah, it's really bad vibes when I think about it. But you know, that's why everything dissolved at that time. Cause we were at the, we were fucking right there at a super high pinnacle and they wanted us to change our name and our whole everything. And at first I oh. fought it big time. I fought it big time. We were supposed to do our third record with Lewis Richards. And oh, I really yeah. wanted, to, I was, I was super looking forward to that. And then we had a meeting all of a sudden with this guy, which is a really cool guy. You know, he's really talented as well. His name's Damon Elliott. He is Dion Warwick's son. He oh, wow. did, he, he did Pink's uh, platinum album. He's the producer of Pink's only platinum album she's ever had. And, um, and so, you know, they sold us the guy that we met, Michael Choi, he sold us on him and we went that route and I didn't want to go that route. I was fighting it, but they're like, Oh, more you just, you know, 
you're just unhappy, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm like, this is bullshit, blah, blah. But then, you know, you don't bite the hand that feeds you type of shit. So yeah. I went, I went along with it. And then when he was really getting in trouble, we wanted to move over with Kevin Zinger and I wanted Kevin Zinger to be our manager or to try a real management. Cause we've never still had a real manager. I still don't have one, you know, and wow. I just fired and I just fired everybody and everything. I'm doing everything independent now, like booking and everything. We're doing it all ourselves now. As of nice. a year ago, I got out of my record contract, which was a cool one, but it was more of a licensing deal. But mm-hmm. that being said, um, his dad totally, totally uh, screwed us over. You know what I mean? God, I'm so um, sad and to hear that. Yeah, it's pre- pretty crazy, you know, and like, but I'm trying to talk to SoundScan and figure stuff out because we literally, since 2012, we've gotten zero for early prayers for my second record and my third record. This last record Whoa. that I put out myself is the only one that we monetize or are able to live off of a little bit. But, you know, it's part of the game and you learn and, you know, you want, yeah. you want things to be done. You think you trust people and, you know, you got to, you know, be smarter. But we went to go with Regime and that's when everything hit the fan and that's when we realized, like, something's up, you know? And then they kind of skedaddled and, like, bounced. But the last conversation he had with me is like, you ain't ever going to do shit. You ain't going to be able to maintain this band. You're going to, it's going to oh. fall apart. You're just going to be a local band still and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bro, fucking watch me, dude. You're going to tell me I'm a what? And so, you know, and I just, you know, we just kept going. And now I've been handling it for the last four and a half, five years. That was like five years ago when that happened. Wow. The, final, the final straw hit. And then we found yeah. out two years ago that he's in fucking prison. Wow, it's crazy. crazy. It's the first time story. I've, it's the first time I've ever told this story on on, on something like this. <laughs> but I don't care. I want I want Sean Chapman. If you ever hear this, I want you to know, dude. You should you should be righteous and and be fair and and you know because he's reaping all the benefits off of all the stuff that I wrote. Me and Mets wrote. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, there's definitely a a dark side to the music business that we don't always hear about or see. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad you guys have <clears throat> come through all of that and. You know, yeah, I, I, I really, I really don't give a shit anymore. I, I'm all about going up, but I mean, if I can resolve some stuff, which I'm trying to do it, I want to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'm you not going to be fired up right now. Well, he's lucky. He's lucky that we don't do it the old school Long Beach way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fired. I'm fired up right now. It's this is like, uh, I, I. It's awful that you had to go through something like that, but you said some things that, you know, I think a lot of listeners should, should take in and, and take heed to One of the first things that you said that kind of stuck out to me was, yeah, you know, he, he had a job and he wanted to make money. So he didn't go on the road. Uh, because I think a lot of times people think like, oh man, you got a YouTube page, you're playing some concerts, you're fucking, you're living on the tour bus and having you're living you know, the dream, baby. Yeah. You're having a, you're a musician <laughs> and, um, that's just not the way that it is. And another unfortunate fact is, like you said, you know, you've got albums and music that you wrote and poured your heart into that you can't monetize. And There's millions of streams on those songs. One of them has yes. six million streams. Another one has three million. On my first record, has all kinds. So it's not a lot of money, oh. but something should be coming in. And he's reaping all the benefits right now. And we've talked, and he acted like he was going to do the right thing. And he hasn't. So I have a lawyer that I'm working with to try to work on it. And eventually, if I find out where he lives, which I'm working on too, I'm going to have him served. Wow. Yeah, but it's all good. Like, I'm, I was served legally, before. not served yeah. the Long Beach way. Just no, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, you it's going to be, it's going to be a legal, a legal serving because yeah. we're, we're grown folk now. And that's how we, and that's how we yeah. handle that kind of stuff. Exactly. And like, I would, like I said, I was bitter before and I was upset and I still talk about it like that, but really I'm over it. I don't care. 
I'm, I'm successful. I'm doing well. I love my family. I'm still maintaining the band better than I even thought that I would. And I, mm. you know, I know people know what they're going to get when they get me, you know, like I get in where I fit in. If you want me, I'm here. If I'm not, I ain't going anywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. You know, that's why I feel like I don't need a booking agent or a, or a real manager just yet, unless he's a real person that wants to really take the, take us into a different realm and they have different connects. Cause this scene is such a niche scene. I already know everybody. If people want me, they'll directly hit me up, you know? Right. For sure. So yeah. the album that you that you do have control over, is that Illuminate or was it after that? No, it's Illuminate. Yeah. And then okay. I have a whole bunch of cool shit that I've been working on, even a solo project of just like hip hop type far side sounding hip hop nice. reggae type shit, like five songs that I did with Denim. You know Denim, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did it with Denim over the pandemic and I should have released a couple of them, but I was waiting to get out of my contract. And I finally got out mm. of it. So I'm working on now. I go to the studio, I go to Kona town on Monday and Tuesday. I'm going to work on some more stuff and get ready for a release. Oh, right on. I think it's crazy. A common, a common thing in the music business is you hear when people are coming up and they're, you know, they're, they're playing shows, backyards, little tiny bars. All they're trying to do is get into a record deal. And then once they have one, you hear all they're trying to do is get out of their (laughs) record deal. So true. Um, You know, you know, it was a funny thing the way the whole thing started because, you know, even the vision that I had for the music industry, I was ahead of my time because I was living, I was thinking back then how you should be thinking now. Like even Sting is a perfect example. He never had a manager. He managed himself, you know? And in that, his era, it was, it was harder to do, I would say. But in this era, it's not. Even if you have a pretend email that goes to your email, like I have info at LA Badges, that's me. You want to hit me up? There it is. You know what I mean? And I don't have to, I can pretend like I'm somebody else or I can do whatever I want, but it's, it's at your fingertips now. You know what I mean? Like booking agencies need to get with the program and realize like, there's not going to be an exclusivity anymore. If, if I don't see the future of the music industry being exclusive to just the artists, the artists have the control. And if they're hot, they're going to want to work with whoever they want to work with and pay out whoever they want to pay out. Yeah. When I can just, when I can just get in your DMs, uh, personally, exactly. you know, I don't need to go through uh, a management company or a manager. And then money talks, you know, like when people ask me if I want to do a show, if I don't know you, and I hate that I'm even saying this online, but I don't care. If I don't know you and I don't think you're legit or I don't think you're serious about what's going on or like what you're trying to do, I'll straight say, they say, how much you think for you? All 15K. So yeah. if they say, yeah, they're serious and let's work. And then I'll, you know, I'll do my part for sure. If it's a homie deal, that's way different. I'll, I'll do all kinds of deals. That kind of, I'll do backyard boogies still. I don't care. I do it all. You know, I need to, so I support my family. So there's no shame in my game when it comes to performing. I'll do it on the street. I'll busk. I'll do, you know, I'm still old school. I don't care about that stuff. But awesome. like I said, when there's people that are, you know, like wolfing all these tickets and I mean, so much smoke has been blown up my ass my entire career. So it's just like, you know, here comes another train. <laughs> I see it coming. <laughs> Am I going to stand in front of it or derail it, you know, or whatever. But, you know, just that's why that's my favorite now. And I just started doing that recently. People ask me how much I'm like 20K. Oh shit! Oh, you get all scared. I'm like, cool. Then later, <laughs> Stop. don't waste my fucking time. That's the way to do it. I mean, at some point, you have to believe in what you're doing enough that you're willing to put yourself out there and just go for it. And I think yeah. that's awesome. It sounds like you've got that that attitude and that mentality, the confidence. And I'm not trying to be yeah. arrogant or anything. It's no, just I know no. what I have to offer. And right. if you want me, I'm here. If you don't, that's totally fine too. Nothing personal. I totally understand. But yeah. I do have something to give. And I feel like I'm a good performer. And I love what I do. And I still get the jitters every time I get on stage, whether it's a small crowd or a huge crowd. Mm-hmm. And until that goes away, I'm going to do this till I die. 
Yeah, that's awesome. You've really grown up in this industry, clearly. Yep. I mean, 20 years doing this, you learn a few things. And it, to me, it just kind of, it's like the difference between, you know, when you're when you're younger and how you kind of view life versus when you get older and things change. And it sounds like you really brought that into your career, into the music industry. That's great. You know what? You know how it is. You get older, you don't have time for bullshit anymore. Exactly. You know? And like, I love exactly. everybody and I love everybody and life is the mission and love is the message. But, you know, there's so many snakes in the grass and I can spot them now and I can see them now. And I don't let nobody in unless they really can show me that they want to work. My work ethic is really high and I don't ever show it out there to people to what I really do. But I don't just do bad seeds anymore. You know, I have two other businesses that I run. I have a clothing store that I used to uh, share with other brands. But now I just did a remodel and it's going to be at the beginning of the year. I'm doing a tomorrow's Bad Seeds clothing store in San Pedro with a rehearsal spot. And it's going to be a little mini spot. We can do podcasts in there if you want to, too. Or we can do art shows or whatever. It's 4056 Street in San Pedro. And I'm just working on a lot of stuff. You know, I own a mattress warehouse with my dad. I just bought a third party shipping business in Redondo Beach called Box Brothers, 2302 Redondo Artesia Boulevard. And I'm just trying to, you know, I need seven streams of income, baby. There you go. You're halfway there at least, right? I'm trying to get that mill. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but it's just the work ethic, you know, it's like, yeah, that's why even I felt so bad when I kept like botching with you guys, because, you know, I don't know if you remember, but you sent me a, a message a long time ago on Facebook and that message really touched me. You know, it was about our music and stuff. I don't know if you do remember, but you sent me, you know, and I was like, especially, and I hate to, you know, drop the name because people like to always stray from, but you're fucking Brad's sister. You know what I mean? Like that shit meant so much to me at that time. That was like maybe 10 years ago. You did that maybe eight years ago, you know? And like that shit was like really touched me. Like, fuck, okay. And that, and I'm not going to lie. I can almost remember right now that when I read that message, I was feeling, because that's what happens a lot of times. You know, you don't know what you're accomplishing as a musician. You don't know right. who you're touching, who you're reaching. If you're making a difference, if you're changing sure. anything, you know, you get caught in your own wants and needs and your own ego sometimes, you know? And so I remember reading that message and being in a, in a, in a, cause you know, we all go through it, but being in more in a depressed place, like, fuck man, am I doing the right thing? Should I keep doing this? Yeah. Should, should, I, should I even keep playing music? You know, because you know how the scene is. It's so niche. You know, it's like, yeah, who's hot, who's hot. And I'll be real. I'm not going to name no names, but some of the hot people should not be hot. You know, yeah, they're not doing anything special. They're just yeah. doing monotonous shit. It's like, okay. You know, it's a lot of reverb and echo. Cool. Where's your switches? Where's your chains? <laughs> Where's your time signature? Where's your up-tempo? Where's your drop, you know, dynamics. But, you know, that being said, when you sent me that message, I was like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. I'm on, I'm on a good path. I'm good. So just keep going. I'm so glad. I'm having a lot of fun right now. Yeah. <laughs> I just keep it real, baby. I'm over the bullshit and I have nothing to hide anymore. You know? Love that. That's fantastic. You're like, you're like the real life warrior poet, like your song. Like I'm listening to it right now and I'm like, this is, yeah, he, he is a warrior. Yeah. Going, going through it, you know, like now I have kids, so nothing's going to stop me now from just, at least continuing oh, the motion, don't, you know? Don't, no, don't, don't say that. Like, you, you don't, have you ever, have you stepped on a, a Lego yet in bare feet? <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. <laughs> That'll stop you. Bro, yeah, how am I, I don't, when they jump on your nuts, dude? That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, really, man? Like, come on. I'm telling you, yeah, I'm, tell, I'm telling you right now, you could, you can break a bar stool over my back in a bar fight and I'm going to keep charging. One Lego, yeah. one of those little yellow two piece Legos. Right under, right under the ball of my foot, and I'm to my knees, begging. 
just cannot believe that this is something that is happening right now. Oh um, my gosh. So yeah, it's, uh, I, but I understand what you mean, but the, never, never underestimate a kid being able to stop you from, from doing oh, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, oh, so you guys are on the bill for Cali vibes coming up yes, in February. Yes, Saturday. I believe we're playing Saturday. I'm super excited for that, and of course, Wu Tang Clan is playing. I Have know. you seen them before? So, yeah. Okay. I used to be a professional b boy. I used to break dance in the scene back in the day, like LA Breakers, West Coast Rockers. So I did. All oh my that gosh! Hip hop. That's shit. phenomenal. Yeah, that, that's what gave me the confidence to sing in front of people. Wow. I've always sang. My mom sings. It's in my blood. Like, I've never taken lessons or anything. It's, music is just in my, embedded in my my grandmother and my mom and all oh. her sisters. And they're just all phenomenal singers. You know, I'm, like, not even good compared to them. But wow. um, but uh, but uh, b-boying and battling and being in circles and, like, having that aggressive nature of, like, wanting yeah. like Because when you're, go- you're in a circle, if you don't jump in, someone just took your spot and they're not, right. now they got the floor in. Yeah. So Moy, let me ask you, uh, do you, do you have Hulu? Oh, I have it all. All right. So have you watched the Wu-Tang <laughs> Saga? Have you watched uh, the Wu-Tang Saga yet on Hulu? I have not watched that. I was, I did watch that stupid Wu-Tang show. It wasn't stupid, but on Netflix, like the, 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 the real Wu-Tang fighting kind of one, but I haven't seen the saga. One all right. So I listen, know it was on there, but I'll watch so it. Listen, you hop on Hulu. Now I, I, this advice goes for everybody that's listening, but it's legitimately not only because I'm a huge Wu Tang and hip hop fan, so I, I liked it because of that. But it's it's such an amazing story, and it's like to see the inspiration of of what RZA went through to uh, get them together and to get the music out and everything that it took and to get the record deals and nobody wanted them and they kept pounding the pavement and calling the radio state. I mean, it's uh. Uh, so especially for a musician who's going through that and and has gone through that and can feel that that's that's something that you're going to want to check out man i'm telling you yeah i love i'll definitely watch it i, de- I didn't even know it was on hulu because i only watch a couple of things on hulu because we share we share with a couple of family members we all shared like hulu the freaking google plus all that crap dude there's so many freaking streaming things it's ridiculous yeah, I, I it's uh, it's ridiculous. Is right. I re- I replaced my cable with a bunch of sc- streaming services, and then I realized that I was spending way more money. Uh, but my kids, um, you know, when they're at my house, I actually have regular cable now. They have all the streaming stuff at their mom's house. When they're at my house, they're like, "What the fuck are these things that <laughs> interrupting the show?" And I'm like, "Oh, those are those are commercials." Um, and then, and then they just become like hypes for everything. They're like, holy shit, dad, can we go to McDonald's? I want to get that Play-Doh thing. I'm just like, oh my God, go back on your iPad. That's yeah. So the uh, worst is though, when they watch those videos, like the unveiling of wrapping up gifts. Oh my God. Yeah. Like when they're like, oh, this toy. It's like, oh my God. My kids went through that. My kids also watched uh, other kids play video games. Like they, yeah, would just like, sit, they would just sit and watch other kids play video games. And I'm just like, what is happening right now? Like, it's, so yeah, that's, uh, that's become a thing. Playing video games, like being a video game streamer is... Okay, so the other night I turn on ESPN at like 1 o'clock in the morning and there's a show on that there's actually like a professional league of people that play Madden football. And I'm like, oh, wow, you know, that's that's pretty cool. And they pull it up and they're like, you know, 
Uh, RG Smooth from Baltimore. His Madden League record is 32 and 14. Career earnings $313,907. No. It's wild. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Are you like, I got friends that play for money too. <laughs> Whoa. What I am I doing with my life? One of my friends is like 13 in that, in that league. Wow. He's like number 13. He makes bank. That's crazy. So, so at the end of, yeah, at the end of that very episode, they're like, okay, today we've got, you know, this guy versus that guy, uh, $40,000 on the line. And I'm just like, what? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly, it, it, times are changing uh, all around for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right now anything's possible. It feels like. So yeah, what's going thing. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So what's going on with tomorrow's bad seeds right now? So I just got out of our deal and I love the regime. It was nothing personal. I just felt like I want to try something independent, you know, and they got to keep that record and still license it for an extra three years. So they get five more years on that. It was a five-year deal, I believe, initially, and now it became a seven-year deal, which is cool, or eight-year deal, which is cool. I'm not tripping on that, you know, but um, I just work, want to release some music and get some good shows. Unfortunately, it's hard for me to tour right now because one of my baby's moms tried to take my kid away to uh, Washington, and so it's oh hard for gosh. me to like to... It's really hard for me to get on the road for a long time, but we're doing a lot of weekend warrior stuff. And then the week that I don't have him, I do a lot of stuff. And then I, whenever she lets me know way ahead of time when her uh, vacation days are going to be, and I try to do that. But I'm working on right now, hopefully getting a little East Coast tour going out next year, next summer. Definitely going to be doing California every other weekend all over the place in like, you know, Idaho, uh, Colorado, all the stuff that's right here. But I'll be real, like Midwest and like the full, full East Coast. We might do like New York and Jersey and Florida and like the beach side. But, you know, I, I've done it already. I've done all the all the hard, you know, all the hard touring. And I just want to be smart now, you know, and just take what I really want to do and let things go and let other people have opportunities that might be coming my way because I don't want to do them anymore. And just really what I want to do to answer the question is I want to make good music, man. That's what we're working on right now is making some really good new music that we can release independently. Like I said, we have our the clothing store about to open up at the beginning of the year and just staying active as much as we can and just letting people know that we're still in the scene. You know, I, I definitely really want to just stay in the, in the festival scene is what I want to do. Just festival. There's so many good ones. Yeah. yeah. There's you a lot know, to like, choose from. I'd love to get on Reggae Rise Up. We used to do it before. We were supposed to do it before the pandemic and then pandemic hit and i was on my way to japan for my first time from guam and they returned that we had to come back and after no. that so yeah 2020 was going to be my first real international year almost every show that i had booked was going to be international after that i, I had oh. pretty much argentina and brazil and peru and colombia oh wow and then i was working at that time i was working on trying to get to the uk from that after that so that was going to be like the oh. whole year it's going to be we did hawaii guam and it was going to be japan and I was trying to get New Zealand, but that didn't happen. And then we were going to go South America for like a good you know, three weeks to a month. And then I wanted to go to the UK, but obviously that all fell apart. And during that time is when I went to court for my son and she tried to like move him to Washington and stuff. And I had to fight that. And now I'm just maintaining, you know, but I'm, I'm very blessed. Wow. I, I feel lucky for everything I got going on regardless. And, you know, you could always, you know, feel like you have it hard, but someone else has always got it harder than you, you know? Yeah. And you know, life is uh, seasons, you know, you go through yes, exactly. some winters and then some summers and then little in between times. But 
the tough times really make you appreciate the good times, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. it always comes back around. You know, things yeah. never stay shitty forever. Yeah. <laughs> they eventually and, get a little better and you can appreciate them then. And the music business is such a roller coaster, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, you guys covered Get Out for the house that Bradley built, the compilation yes. album. Did you guys choose that or was it suggested for you? It was suggested. If I had my way, I would have done some, I would have done Santeria. Oh, really? Because you guys. I I would have done Killed a lot get of them, out. But, yeah, but I know all, but now I know all Sublime, dude. I mean, I'll do a whole Sublime set if you want me to. Nice. You know? I mean, I, I love, love it. You know, I love freaking, uh, takes her time when it's time to get ready. Mm-hmm. Always toss her away. Like all those songs, right, you know, yeah. like, I mean, pull shark, even though like, I really, what I wanted to do though, the one that I wanted to do was Santeria. I really wanted that one, but they suggested that one. And then I saw the movement did the same and we just was like, okay, that's kind of weird. But, I don't care. I love that I even got to be a part of it. It's, it's this is this shit is low key a bucket list blessing, you know. Oh, I I like, loved your cover and and even some of the songs that that there were multiple covers of. Everyone gave it such a different feel, yeah, such exactly. a different flavor that it it didn't even matter. I mean, it was the same song but a completely different vibe, and mm-hmm. so I I loved it. I was really excited to have you guys and be on part top of that of project. It, Josh Josh Fischel got to do that one too. Yeah. Before. So that's kind of why I was like super stoked because, you know, he was a huge influence and help in the beginning of our career. And, you know, after his died, we were on, we were on tour at the time. So we didn't get to make it to his funeral like that. And I was super bummed out about it, but uh, to get to do the same song he did, it was like, you know, I just felt good. You know, I felt like it definitely makes you you guys, yeah. And you guys having all of us, they're involved in this project with you guys definitely lets us and makes us feel part of the sublime family, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and really, I mean, there's so many people that, that are a part of it. You know what I mean? Like it's not, yeah. it's not just one band. It's not just one thing, but it's, exactly. it's the entire community. And especially mm-hmm. where we are now, 25 years later to see how far things have come and how the, the community has grown. I think it's just incredible. He's the godfather. <laughs> he is. <laughs> he really is. That's so funny to think of he him paid, like that, but you're he right. Paved the way for us. He paved the way for us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. He would trip out on that. He really would. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. it makes sense. He earned it. And I'll tell you, Kelly's right. You guys did such an amazing... The thing that I always loved about Get Out is that Brad has this amazing voice. I mean, he really has this phenomenal singing voice. And it's such a fucked up song, but he sings it so nice and so sweet. <laughs> You know, if you're not listening to the words, if you're, I mean, like, you know, it it could be playing in an elevator. It's, you know, it's just like <laughs> this. But then when you listen to it, and you guys just like nailed that. Yeah. Um, you guys, it was like just this really classy music that, you know, the, the, the composition of the music that you guys put together was just incredible. And the vocals on it were, you know, nailed that, that same kind of feeling. That Um, soulfulness. Yeah. 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 And it's like, you know, fine. I mean, if I got to stay with a hoe, I got to stay with a hoe. What am I going to do? But like you guys have like violins and stuff going. Yeah. The end was like more of an orchestra at the end. Yeah. Yeah, It was just, you guys, you guys nailed the whole vibe of of that song thank you <laughs> if i gotta, I gotta give a shout hoe. out to i gotta give a shout out to jeff bates and jeff neeson over at kona town mm, for uh, putting amazing. those vibes together yeah jeff bates is fucking phenomenal jeff neeson is as well too he played with bad seeds for a while too and i've known him 
since before I'm on one of his songs when he was in a band called Sand Section. But Jeff Bates is a very special engineer, special musician, vocalist. He's just the whole package. He's amazing. Yeah, they don't mess around over there at Kona Town. That's nope. good stuff. He gets everything done, too, man. He works his ass off. I've been there before where we're there till 5 in the morning, and he's wow. doing mixes for you guys and do mix for that, and then he's jumping back to my thing to clear his ears and, like, just, you know, we'll, we'll, yeah, he goes all the way in. Wow. Yeah, good people, too. Yeah, great people. Right on. So you've got the, the clothing store and slash studio that's going to be opening early next year? Yeah, it'll be hopefully, I mean, I'm already going to kind of do soft openings probably the first Thursday of uh, next month, but it'll be fully open at least three days a week down there in San Pedro uh, in January. You know, that's a, awesome. so the address is 405 West 6th Street, San Pedro. Awesome. Yeah, and then we're going to be doing like, you know, small little acoustic performances and maybe spoken word things and just stuff for the community too, you know. Right on. So how can people make sure to stay on top of what's happening there? Do you have any socials for um, it yet? We don't have any socials for it yet. Um, you'll find out through Tomorrow's Bad Seas now. We are working on okay. everything. That's what I'm working on uh, trying to have a real good PR launch for the entire band by next year with songs. I'm, my whole plan is to try to release a new song every month. That's how I feel it should be done from now on. And I mean, if I was a huge artist like Sublime or like, you know, freaking, you know, Wu-Tang or something like that, I'd be putting out a brand new song out every month. Yeah. regardless and just that's, that's great you would kill it that way if you did it you know like eminem, yeah. if eminem released a brand new song every month imagine that yeah. you know yeah and and stay it would stay like right in the forefront of everybody's minds too which, exactly you know and you were talking about there's different yeah exactly because there's different different artists that are hot at different times but when you're constantly releasing something then your fans always have something to look forward to and they're always always dying and, and that's what i'm that's what i'm working for right now so i'm stacking up songs so i can just release videos and songs and lyric videos and get that going you know Awesome. Well, this episode will probably, I think it's going to air the end of December. So um, hopefully if you have any, you know, links or information stuff that you want us to, to shout out um, for the, the new store, the studio, any of that kind of stuff, be sure to let us know. We can, we can make sure to let everybody know. Cause I'm sure when everyone hears this, that's going to be the first thing they want to know is how do we find it? How do we, how do we hear what, about what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely going to do all that stuff. It was and already it was already kind of set up like that before. It's just I wasn't I was the owner of the shop still and everything, but I wasn't I don't like to glorify myself, you know? And like when I do these interviews sometimes I feel like I'm being egotistical when I talk and shit. And it's not just not it's not really me, but it's time you to have start, to be, you know. It, yeah, it's, you got to It's time to start. You yeah, guys, time to start stepping out of my comfort zone and being more like, yo, check me out. Look what I've been doing, you know? Yeah. It's tough. It's an awkward thing, but you know, people want to know, people want to hear about it. And if you don't tell them, they'll never know. Cause there, there's, there's a thin line, you know, between cringy and like, yes. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> well, but you the know? thing is, <laughs> the thing is, you guys have been around for a long time. You've had millions of streams. You've played on big festivals. You've earned the right to kind of be like, Hey, my shit's hot. Check it out. Right. Yeah, like, I, I don't I don't think there's I don't think there's anything wrong with that because you've proven it. Um, you know, sometimes you see people posting on on social and stuff and, you know, they talk about how how great they are. And I'm like, well, you got thirty nine followers and two songs posted. <laughs> um like, you know, I'm I'm sure you're going to get there, but, you know, you've you've put the work in and you've yeah. you've earned the opportunity to to be a little bit a little bit braggadocious. So I don't I don't blame you. 
Yeah, I'm learning how to uh, cope with that and accept it. Nice. Well, we're definitely looking forward to seeing you at Cali Vibes in February. If yeah. Not yeah, yeah. And yeah. if anybody wants to check out what's going on with the band, your website is labadseeds.com, right? Correct. Or just on our Instagram is where we're really, um, we're really super uh, avid on that. I'm not too much on our Facebook, though I should be, because every time I go on there, it's like maybe only once or twice a week. And I'm like, oh, shit. I have like 10 messages I need to answer and, and all this other stuff. So I need to be more on top of that. But um, like I said, I just kind of got, we got all cleared of all our staff and everybody who's working for us. And now we're fully independent. So I'm trying to rebuild, you know, and I appreciate right you guys' support and everybody who supported us throughout the years. I'm really, you know, blessed and grateful. And like our new saying is like, life is the mission and love is the message. And we're just so happy that we get to convey this message to the people. That's awesome. And, you know, with that attitude and with the great music you guys put out, you'll always have a following. And uh, so keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Yeah. And then we'll see you guys at Cali Vibes. Yes, for sure. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, look forward to it. And uh, I like that. I like that quote. Um, Life is the mission and love is the message. Is, is that how it goes? Yes, that's how it goes. Yeah, except for you, Sean. Fuck you, man. We already addressed that. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. for everybody else, that's yeah. the that's the message here. So I I like that, man. And uh and I, I look forward to uh to seeing you at, at Cali Vibes in February. Yeah, man. I love, I would look forward to putting a face to the to the voice. Oh, I'm uh I, I'm much better looking over the podcast, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too, buddy. Me too. <clears throat> Good. Good. All right. Well, well, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, it was uh, it was really a fun chat with you. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. You know, and, and all the great work you guys are doing for people. You know, and helping people thank get you. off of drugs and stuff. That's awesome. Because you know, we so all struggled much. with that. You know, we definitely even my bandmates. We all during the peak of our careers when we were super into the party zone. We all did shit. You know, and yeah. And luckily, we all were able to handle it and get over it and be good. And everybody's clear now. But awesome. you know, we need. People need people like this to be aware and help them get over this over their addictions and struggles, you know, because you can't do Absolutely. it by yourself. Yeah. And, you know, it's such a common thing. And I think the more we can remind people that it's something that, you know, a lot of people struggle with and nothing to be ashamed of, then maybe exactly. more people can, can get the help they need. And, and so, yeah, we're stoked to that's, be part of that. That's the first step, you know, admitting to it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Moira. I wish you guys all the best and I look forward to seeing you soon at a show. Thank you guys too. It's so nice talking to you guys and look forward to seeing you guys too. You guys take care. All right. Bye bye. All right, ma'am. Say bye, Kaden. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, once again, you set up a amazing guest. I really had a lot of fun with Moy. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, they did an awesome uh, a cover for the house that Bradley built. Um, but getting to chat with him and just all of the different things that he's involved in and their amazing story and that's one of the things I love about this podcast is it, it, it never ceases to amaze me. I agree. In fact, I was just thinking about that as the um, Jason DeVore episode came out last, was it last week, two weeks ago? And just how, you know, I've been listening to his music for so long and it was so great to see that he's such a nice guy. Same thing with Moy. I've been listening to Tomorrow's Bad Seeds for at least 10 years, almost 10 years, somewhere around 10 years and have never met him. And it was just so great to to see that he's just a really great guy besides being a great musician so yeah that's that's something i've really been enjoying about the podcast as well yeah so guys if you're listening to this and you are not familiar with tomorrow's bad seeds make sure you check them out 
Kelly, uh, I know you've got like some website. You got all the information. I do have all the information. You always do. Because I'm prepared. I do, what do I do without you? Because <laughs> I'm super prepared. Their website is labadseeds.com. So make sure to check them out on there. Of course, they're on social media. Um, I know they're going to be at Cali Vibes, which I'm super stoked to see them at Cali Vibes. Of course, we'll be there with a the booth. And um, and of course, just a reminder, Moy was talking about that uh, clothing store and studio that they're going to be opening up in San Pedro on 6th Street. That's supposed to be opening early 2022. So I'm super excited for that. Can't wait to see what he does with it. It's so great how he's got so many things going. Very, very entrepreneurial. Lots of, lots of great ideas. And, uh, you know, I always say you just, you have to start doing things. You got to be moving. You got to be going in the direction in order for things to happen. And it's obvious why things are happening for Moy and Tomorrow's Bad Seeds because they're going after it. Yeah, he's not he's not leaving any meat on the bone. He's going after exactly. all of it. And uh and I, I like that. You gotta be you, you gotta have a you gotta have a lot of layers. So um yeah, just like was, an onion. It, yeah, just like an onion. It was uh, it was really cool having him on. And uh we hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed doing it. Uh again, guys, you know exactly why we're here each week. Of course, it's because Kelly and I like to have awesome conversations with all these different amazing people, but <laughs> it's also to spread the word about the Knoll family foundation and yes. you can find them at the Knollfamilyfoundation.org, or you can just kind of scroll down in the description and just like right there and it will have a link set up and you can click on the link tree. It'll get you to all things Knoll family foundation. Um, obviously the donations go a long way so we can get Bradley's house up and built. Um, Noel Family Foundation is going to be out at Cali Vibes, uh, selling T-shirts and uh, and just doing all sorts of cool things. And uh, Moy's going to be. I think pretty much everybody that we've had on this show is going to be at Cali Vibes. Just about. It's going to be quite a show. Quite a show indeed. So uh, make sure you visit the NoelFamilyFoundation.org. Uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go ahead, leave a comment, a like, share. It goes a long way. Kelly and I see them all, uh, and it means so much to us. And uh, Kelly, I just I, I had a lot of fun. This has been a, a really cool year. It's winding down, and uh, I've, I've mentioned it before. I'm going to keep mentioning it. I, I can't believe that it's going to finally be February 22nd, 2022. I feel like I've been waiting my entire life for 2-22-22, <laughs> and it's like, you know, six years ago, I was talking about two twenty two twenty two, and people were like, yeah, okay, what? and now I'm staring right at it. It's yeah. right there. It'll be it there soon. right there. Yes, I, uh, I am very excited about 2022 and all of the amazing things going on with the Knoll Family Foundation and, of course, the Bradley's House podcast. Now, Kelly, every week we leave with another amazing song and, I mean, no-brainer what this week says, right? Absolutely. This week, I'm super stoked for everybody to hear tomorrow's Bad Seats cover of Get Out. Really an awesome cover. I like this one. It is. They did a fantastic job. All right, guys. Until next week, I'm Jared Orr. She is Kelly Noel. We are out of time. You don't have to go home, but it's time to get out of Bradley's house.